Hello, and welcome. This is the What If I Told You podcast, a show where we circle back and uh, tell you things we've already told you. No big deal. Yeah. Don't worry. I mean, you don't really know these things. Yeah. Yeah, they're new. Yeah, they're new. Um, They're just new info on topics we've talked about. Yeah, we've already talked about all three of the topics we're going to cover today, but these are the fruits of our Google Alerts labors. Those fucking Google Alerts. We get so many Google Alerts. It's insane. Nothing but UFOs and Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, basically. Which is fine. Yeah. I like it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance. The allergies have hit me hard yet again, and so I sound a little gross, but it's fine. Just deal with it through this episode. <laughs> I should be good by next week. <laughs> and it gets worse the longer I'm talking, so whatever. You know, it reminds me of an episode of Friends. Monica gets sick and then Phoebe gets sick mm-hmm. and Phoebe performs at the coffee house like she plays her guitar and sings songs yeah well she finds that when she has a head cold and she's like stuffy it makes her voice sound lower and kind of like cabaret yeah. sexy she calls <laughs> it her sexy phlegm And whenever she gets better... I hate that word. ...and loses her sexy phlegm, she tries to, like, lick Monica in order to get (laughs) sick again. (laughs) It's so funny. Yeah, Uh, I, uh... I don't know. Well, I haven't been taking my medicine because it's, like, being investigated or whatever. (laughs) Right. So, it's... Yeah, it sucks, but whatever. It's fine. Yeah. And, of course, now it's raining. Yeah. But the other day, I went out to my front porch to wipe down the rocking chairs Mm -hmm. because I wanted to go sit out there. And they're black, so I could tell how dirty they were. Right. And so I get, like, a couple damp paper towels. Complete fucking pollen. Just covered. Like, it's yellow. Like, it was so bad. But it's weird because I feel better when I'm outside. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm clearing up when I'm outside. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just, like, the circulation and, like, right now in the Midwest, like, it's hot in your house one minute and cold the next because of the fucking temperature outside. But I don't know. Exact same thing happened to me last week. But this is also the first spring I've been experiencing in the past few years without medicine. Yeah. So True. It's a good time. I, yeah. Um, it The temperature fluctuation this time of year is brutal as fuck. Ugh. So there was one week there where it was sev- like mid to high 70s uh-huh. for multiple days in a row. So at work, they turned on the air conditioning, obviously, because people right. get hot. I was fine because I run cold. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't bother me, but they turned the air conditioner on and on whatever but then the next week well we had highs around 60 Mm -hmm. you do not need air conditioning at this point just an open window it was like you could hang meat in the office it was so cold and i'm just sitting there wearing my coat and a beanie (laughs) and everybody walking they look at me like are you cold oh what gave it away yeah i'm wearing a coat and a beanie in may (laughs) It's cold as shit in here. What do you mean? Well, and now we're, like, at that awkward stage where it'll get, like, clammy Mm -hmm. in your house. And I hate that so much. Yeah. Yeah. It gets stale in here because Mm -hmm. apparently in 1975, the ceiling fan in every room was not a thing. Yeah. So the bedrooms have Mm -hmm. ceiling fans. But the living room, the other living room, they don't have fans at all. And Dakota hates stale air. I do too. So luckily our thermostat, since we got the new one, 
has like a, an auto setting. Mm-hmm. So based on the temperature, it will either run the air or the heat. Yeah. So it's just constantly circulating air. But if we turn it all the way off, it just gets too stale in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't stand that. Yeah. <sighs> so. Yeah, those are our current problems. Yeah, they're serious. Allergies and stale air. <laughs> so. Ugh, yeah. It's it's great. I'm finishing up my semester. That's my actual problem. And part of the reason why we're updating previous topics is because it's been a shit show with school the last week. It's finals week, which as an English student doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot because I don't exactly take exams. Mm -hmm. I write papers. So one class I finished last Sunday because he was very upfront with what our final portfolio was supposed to contain and I was able to finish all of it, turn it in on Sunday and be done. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you, Professor Pritchett. Thank you, Professor. But then my 19th century studies in the novel class decided, you know what? Having two things due on finals week is simply not enough. So let's have a paper, a group project, self-evaluation, responses to other group projects, and a quiz. Yeah, why not? All do within four days of each other. Because mm-hmm. it's not like you have anything else, for one, going on in your life, but school either. Yeah. Um, I don't need to sleep, eat, or breathe. Mm-hmm. So, of course, all of that is fine and acceptable and fun. Right. Luckily, so luckily, before this week started, I had my final paper about half written. Mm-hmm. I currently have the page length met and the research and the quotes. I just have to like rearrange stuff. Yeah. So that it's cohesive and linear. It's crazy. I'm really particular about this paper though because uh, I'm finished with classes now for my degree. So from here, I'm going to work with this professor actually. To write my thesis for my master's degree. And the paper that I'm writing for him for this class is the paper that we are going to expand Mm -hmm. for my thesis. So I'm trying to be way more meticulous than I would normally. Normally, I would have said, oh, it's due Sunday. I'm going to write all 20 pages Saturday night. Mm -hmm. That's what I would have done. (laughs) That's crazy. I literally did, the last class I took with this professor, our final paper was 30 pages. It was literary criticism, which is my favorite class, hands down. This is why I picked him for my thesis. I love literary criticism for whatever reason. It's the fucking best. But that paper was 30 pages, and I wrote it that night it was due. All of it. Fucking A, dude. It was... That's insane. I'm a painfully procrastinating person. I mean, at least you know what you're doing and you're good at it. <laughs> God. It, it's a part of my personality that I really, like, in law school, it was one thing I was aware of going in, knowing, like, I have to do this this homework every single night. I can't mm-hmm. be behind or I'm going to fail this class, literally. Right. Because your grade is your exam score. That's it. Most classes don't have assignments. They have reading assignments, but you don't turn anything in for a grade. You just yeah. take your exam. So I had I was really trying to be proactive and keep up with everything. And it's that compulsion you feel. Oh, I could put this off. Oh, I could put this off. I really had to fight myself so hard. Maybe that's why... At the end of the year, I was like, okay, this is clearly not conducive to my personality. This is, uh, this is not it. The English department fosters my procrastination. They encourage it and know that's what I'm doing. (laughs) That's hilarious. I couldn't imagine writing a 30-page paper. Yeah. 
I just don't have the capacity to do that. (laughs) It sounds like a lot, but at this point in my educational journey, it's like par for the course. Well, yeah. You know? You're used to it. Yeah. I'm not. (laughs) For the class I'm taking, when I saw that our paper was 17 to 20 pages, I was like, I almost wanted to email Dr. Barton and be like, are you okay? This is a lot shorter than your last paper you assigned. I'm confused. <laughs> this is a typo. Is that for the undergrads? Because we're grads. <laughs> Did you forget to change that? All right. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Anyway, my school woes are about to be over. It's a good thing to complain about people. It really is. Yeah, I mean, that's an actual problem. Well, and I'm just lucky that I get to be getting an education. Right. You know? Um, So it's a good thing to have. It's a good problem to have is what I mean to say. Yeah. It's, I mean, you're almost, you're almost there, man. I'm almost a master. You're almost a (laughs) fucking master at knowledge at this point. Oh my God. That's crazy. I was having this conversation with my dad and he said, because I was explaining I'm done with classes and then I write my paper and then I do my oral defense and then I'll have my master's degree. And he's like, okay, then what? And I said, <laughs> what do you mean then what? That I will have a master's degree. I don't. And he was like, well, what are you going to, what are you going to do after that? What do you mean? What do you mean? I have a job. Education. It's education. Yeah. You can get an education for the sake of education. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to go to school and learn in order to get a job. You can just learn. Yeah. Like, why are you questioning me? I I was very salty about this because, (laughs) of course, then he brings up law school and I'm just like, I have been out of law school for three years. Gosh, it has been that long, hasn't it? Yeah. I'm not going back. Get over it. I don't want to fight. I don't want a job that is just fighting. Yeah. That's what it is. It is. In school, they teach you that the American legal system is an adversarial system. They literally say that. Yeah. That means you're going to fight forever. I don't want to do that. Sounds terrible. No. No. No thing. It sounds grand that you're an attorney it sounds impressive Mm -hmm. but i'm not impressed by attorneys i know too many of them yeah exactly (laughs) so i it's just that old school mentality that if you're going to college it's in order to get a job instead of yeah it's like you exit with like your your acceptance letter to your new career. Exactly. Yes. Which yeah. is not the case anymore. No. I just want an ed- I just want an education. You just want to know the things. I just want to know the things. <laughs> I don't I don't care what ha- I have a job. Yeah. That's a fine job. I own a home. I mean, what is what does he think you're going to be like a doctor or something? A doctor lawyer? Uh, yes. <laughs> Maybe who who the fuck knows? I would at this point I would rather be a doctor than a lawyer. Oh man, I would hate to be. I would feel much better about my profession if I was a doctor than a lawyer. I, oh, I w- well, yeah. I would feel like if my we... purpose is much greater as a doctor. It really depends what type of attorney, though. I guess you're gonna be. I, the problem with being an attorney as a profession is that the misconception is you make a shit ton of money. It costs a lot to go to law school. It's short. It's only three years. But for me to go to KU, it was $45,000 a year. So that's $130,000 just for my law degree. Mm-hmm. That's almost what we paid for this house. And I had scholarships, but it didn't cover my full tuition. Mm-hmm. So I still would have had, you know, $80,000 
added on to what I currently have in student loans, that's a fuck ton of money. That's so crazy. And when you get out of law school, big law, the huge law firms are going to pay you $80,000 a year as a junior associate. But how many big law firms are in the city? Three? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're going to take one person from your class. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And the rest of you are going to go to mid-sized to small firms and you're going to be handling traffic tickets or you're going to go to the public defender's office, all of which is going to pay you about 60 grand a year. Yeah. And you're going to be doing that for years until you get experience. And if you want to do good as an attorney, like public defender, you're never going to make enough money. Mm -mm. You're never going to make the big money that people think attorneys make. No. You just aren't. Not here. Yeah, if you if you want to do corporate law or you want to do divorce for rich people, mm-hmm. then you'll make good money. But Yeah, that's true. You're not going to be doing anything worthwhile. Yeah, I guess and I guess with that it's really hard to be like very set in what you like what type of law you want to practice. Yeah. Because you just don't have you you can't. You can't be yeah, and it, you know, I... I mean, it can be eventually, but not fresh yeah. out of law school. No. And, like, you know, getting into the topic that we're going to talk about first here, if you want to be, like, the John Hatami from the Gabriel Fernandez case, he prosecuted the case, that guy is a fucking hero. He doesn't make enough money in a year to cover what it cost him to go to law school. He, oh, no. He's he's covered Absolutely it now not. that he's been out, but he doesn't make a fuck ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. He, but he's doing good for the community. Yeah. But he also probably works 80 hours a week. Probably. In the office. And then also works when he gets home. So it's just not a lifestyle that's worth it to me. No, that's a, it's a lot. It's too much. Unless you're just super fucking passionate about it. Yes, that's the issue. You have to be, you have to really want to be an attorney. Now, of course, there are attorneys out there who don't give two shits about being an attorney. And just, just did it to be an attorney. Yes. But I don't want to be that person. Yeah, exactly. That's, you know. No. So. No. Dad, if you're listening. Come on understand what I'm saying. Does your dad listen? I don't think so. Uh, Yeah, I mean, my dad definitely doesn't listen. He probably doesn't know what a podcast is. He can't even use the TV guide on his TV, so. I think my dad can use the TV guide, but, I mean, scarcely more. I, I, he will literally sit there and flip through, like, all, whatever, however many channels he has. No, that's ridiculous. No. Anyways. So, we have Chip's Corner. Yeah, so, Chip sent me a Snapchat yesterday well yeah yesterday I don't know when it was um I knew it was gonna be good so I saved it until like the evening when everything was quiet because the thing with snapchat is I couldn't you know I couldn't share it with anyone Mm -hmm. yeah that's right but it's convenient so he sends me a snapchat and he was like I listened to the episode today and I've been thinking all day what I need to add to this episode for chips corner and I can't fucking think of anything And so he was like, all I need you guys to tell all the listeners is to buy Dogecoin. (laughs) So that's Chip's corner today. Chip, thanks. Maybe you Mm -hmm. can send a video to us or a voice recording of why you think people should buy into that. Yeah. Just a little, you know, a little, little two minute clip. I think you could cover it in two minutes. Yeah. For people who don't know, Dogecoin is a cryptocurrency similar to Bitcoin. I think Elon Musk is a huge fan of Dogecoin. If yeah. That, if that makes any difference to you, a lot of people revere Elon Musk, which understandably so. Yeah. So. But. Uh, yeah. We're not doing breakfast today. No. Because we're going to go eat after this. Yeah. We're going to have lunch. That's a hard decision. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I want. Well, you have a few hours to think about it. That's true. That's true. So. It is 10 already. 
So, so we're going as a family to get our hair done. Yeah, it's a family week for me and Maddie, and uh, I'm here for it. I need to get this hair fixed real bad. Yeah, Shine will fucking take care of that. And we'll share my sister's info after we get our hair done for any of you peeps who are trying to get... You know what? She does so much shit. She will cut your hair, dye your hair. Uh, she does extensions, eyelash extensions. She does permanent cosmetics if you want to get your eyebrows microbladed. Mm-hmm. If you need some permanent eyeliner, permanent lip liner. She does all that shit. Yeah, that's awesome. It's fucking crazy. She's like the most ambitious person I know. Okay, so our first update in regard to Gabriel Fernandez So, Golden Gate University School of Law in San Francisco has now started offering a scholarship in his memory, um, which is really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know who's funding the scholarship. There wasn't a ton of information. I think the scholarship is really new because this is an alert we got literally yesterday. Yeah. So... This is still, like, in the processes of developing. There wasn't a scholarship amount Mm -hmm. listed. But the award for this scholarship is going to go to law students who have a committed interest or outstanding work in the field of criminal prosecution against child and domestic abuse. So, really... The scholarship is in his memory, but it's also a nod to John Hatami mm-hmm. because of his work prosecuting Aguirre and Pearl Fernandez. Right. So hopefully anyone who listened to our episodes on Gabriel went and watched the Netflix documentary so that they could see... Them in action. Hit, yes. Because honestly... That guy was one of the best I've seen. Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah, for sure. He was so good. And him and his partner on the case were just. They were 100% in that shit. Yes. Like, no doubt. Yeah. The case wasn't for them to boost their numbers. Like, they weren't in it for the conviction. Right. They were in it because they were really passionate about the subject. Yeah. So it was just, it's so heartening to see people that passionate about that subject. So he was the best part of the documentary. Oh, agreed. I I loved him so much. Um, So it's super fitting that that law school would want to not only honor the memory of Gabriel Fernandez, but also honor John Hatami and his amazing work. Yeah. Because I think his department in the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office is strictly cases on child abuse. Yeah. I think that's, like, what he does specifically. So, and he also suffered from abuse as a child... And it's just, I can't imagine the amount of trauma that -hmm. comes up for him while he works. Yeah, absolutely. Just seeing that, not even having your own experiences, but just having to... Yeah. Yeah, know the particulars, and he had to look at all the photos. Right. And that's what he does every day. Well, that's a good reason to... Be what he is. Yeah. Because he's passionate about it. Yeah. So. He is one of those people that makes sense as an attorney. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) He's out here doing the Lord's fucking work, you guys. I would like to meet that guy. That would be cool. That would be like a really cool, just have like a chat with him. Yeah. Also, in other Gabriel news, um, the family of Gabriel is hoping to have a mural designed in his honor of him in downtown L.A., which will serve as a remembrance to, for not only Gabriel, but also other children Mm -hmm. who have suffered and even 
lost their lives to child abuse. So that would be really cool. Yeah. We could maybe go on a field trip one day and see it if it ever gets created. We could go to Cheyenne's. That's true. And then see it. That's true. Cheyenne, we're coming to stay with you. Yes. On our way shortly. We will bring our own bedrolls. <laughs> so those are our Gabriel updates. Um, I really like having the Google updates so that we can stay on top of the things we've talked about. It's, I don't know why it's so awesome, but it is. Yeah. But I still have yet to come across other shows that have covered his case. No. None. I just don't understand why. I don't either. I'm just beside myself in shock. That Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I need someone to explain to me why, and they cannot use the excuse that it's because it is so devastating of a story. Yeah. Yeah, it we is. Know. We We know. We know we did it. We covered it for two weeks. And both of us watched the documentary, and I watched it twice. So, we're aware. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. The horror of mm-hmm. the story is why it it's should like be talked you, about. You can sit there and talk about a serial killer whose victim profile was young children. Yeah. But you can't talk about, like, shit that happens all the time everywhere. Yeah. And, and like... If you look at child deaths, most of those deaths are committed by people close to the child. That's true of any death, any murder. When a person is murdered, the first suspects are the people closest to that person for a reason. Exactly. Because it's usually a domestic partner. Mm -hmm. If it's, you know, or if it's a child, the parents. Yep. That's just statistically true. Right. The odds are much more in favor of a close personal relative than a serial killer. Exactly. So they're telling cases of outliers when we should also talk about what happens every single day in some people's lives. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible to think about. Are you going to cry through every single second of all six episodes of that documentary? Probably. Yeah. But you know what? It's happening. And if we just sit here and ignore it because it's unpleasant, Mm -hmm. it's going to keep happening. Yeah. And if we can get a little bit more attention, of course the Netflix documentary got attention. Yeah, it's Netflix. But, yeah, it's Netflix. But they also churn out so much content Mm -hmm. that it got I think it got buried oh yeah it 100% got buried and it came out just before Tiger King yep and every single person was talking about Tiger King there's Tiger King all over Instagram all over Facebook all the podcasts I listened to talked about Tiger King Crime Junkie did an episode on the disappearance of Carol Baskin's first husband. Mm-hmm. And yet here we are over a year later and we can't get an episode on Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Crime junkie. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't get I don't get that at all. Cover the case. Yeah. Like literally anyone who listens to true crime listens to crime junkie. Yes. Y'all need to do the episodes. They get in excess of 30 million downloads a, a month. Seriously, like, Crime Junkie, we're fucking calling you out. Because this is ridiculous. This is some straight up fucking bullshit. Especially because one of the hosts on that show is a foster parent. Yes. I don't understand it. They, yeah, they deal directly with the The system. The system, the departments that failed Gabriel. So she would absolutely have insight to how things are done. Exactly. How caseworkers come and check on children, what questions they ask. She would know that much better than we do. Granted, we we did have she, some 
information from social yeah, workers. I mean, but she would just be an inside member on the other side. Exactly. Yeah, I don't get it. I really don't. It's wildly disappointing. Like, <laughs> there, I mean, there are other true crime shows, obviously. Yeah. But, I mean, they have covered multiple cases about children mm-hmm. that involve the murder of children, sexual assault of children. They've done that. This is not a step further. No. This is still abuse of a child. You can cover it. You simply can. Yeah. Ashley, I swear. (laughs) I'm going to start sending her DMs. Like, excuse me. Why haven't you done this? Why have you not covered this case? It's a huge fucking deal. Yeah, it is a little ridiculous. Especially since it's not just a case. There's actual legislation up. Right. And the more people know about it, the more people can sign the petition, the more support can be gained, Mm -hmm. and we can actually move towards fixing a system that is inherently not working. Right. This isn't just let's talk about it because other people are experiencing it. There's real change happening, Mm -hmm. and a show like Crime Junkie could cover this case and gain a lot of support where we can't, we don't have the audience. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. That's why we should do it. That's the whole point. That's why they should do it. I'm going to start just blasting their their DMs. Just like 40 a day. Hey, cover this case for the love of God. Yeah. There you go. That's it. I'm on a mission. (laughs) I'm very passionate about it. (laughs) So... Our next update, Skinwalker Ranch, season two of the History Channel show, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch, is, it's aired on May 4th. Um, I have not started it. I've also not started this. I did watch the first season. Most of it, I think. Yeah. You can't, you can watch it on Hulu. Yes, it is Um, on Hulu. So, yeah. Season two, episode one. Yes, it's a running series. You're going to have to tune in more than once. You can't just binge it. So ridiculous. It's 2021. Just don't put shit out until the whole thing's ready to be. That's right. British Baking Show fucking did that shit where they released like a new one every Friday. What? That's so stupid. You're a Netflix show. No, thank you. I'm supposed to be able to watch all these episodes in one day. Yeah. Yeah. So... Brandon Fugel, who has owned the ranch since 2016, has recently talked about it in a few publications. In the Daily Herald, he said that he frequently gets asked what he thinks is causing the strange activity. Aliens, multidimensional phenomena, or spiritual entities. And he says, and my honest answer is, yes, all of the above. Makes sense. So, I mean... Great. He continued to say, we believe that there is ample evidence that there are potentially portals on the property that exist that allow some type of phenomena to occur to pass back and forth. We know this. Yes, of course. And Fugel said he also gets asked if his belief in paranormal activity at Skinwalker Ranch contradicts his faith as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I mean, why can't you... Leave them both. Right. Yeah. What kind of question? That's a dumb question. Is that to ask someone? That's a dumbass question. I don't understand that. Yeah. Whatever. And his response is, the honest truth is no. I was raised to believe that there are worlds without number, that we're not alone in the universe. And if there's anything that really proves that to a degree and is faith promoting in a strange fashion, it's what we're doing out here. So. Yeah. Fucking killing it. Mr. Fugel. Yeah. You're doing a great job. You're you are also on a different level doing the Lord's work. At literally a different level. So here's a speculation. So you and I have been reading the same book series mm-hmm. that I need you to finish. I know. I brought it with me. Excellent. Super excited. Excellent choice. I 
think that there's portals here. What if this portal could take us to another world where there's magic? Because that exists. So the author who wrote the series we are both reading, Sarah J. Mass, she also wrote Throne of Glass, which I read and you have not read yet. Right. But in that book, there is an element of opening doors to other worlds and the ability to, like, move between them. Yeah. Potentially. With the use of, like, magic and whatever. There's a whole thing. But I say we should go to Skinwalker Ranch and see what happens if you just uh, walk in the portal. I mean, I've been trying to get my friend Tyler to do this. I mean, he lives in Utah. Tyler. Yeah. Come on. We've asked you to put your finger in it, so... Yeah. It'll probably, if you, I mean, any part of you goes into the portal, it probably just pulls you all the way in. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, just fucking do it. See what happens. Tyler, come on. Do it for the greater good. Do it for science. Do it for science. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so some more on Fugal from the Irish Sun. Fugal said, I bought the ranch as a skeptic. I had never seen a UFO, a ghost, an orb, or anything of that sort in my life. Those first six months of owning it, I really saw nothing myself that would lead me to believe that there was anything unusual. Bro, it's called Skinwalker Ranch. I mean. But that all changed when he and others witnessed what he believes was a flying saucer hovering above the hills surrounding the ranch. What's new? He said, we saw what can only be described as an unidentified flying object, a craft, a 40, 50 foot long silver disc hovering right above the mesa. So there we go. I mean, clearly. What else is it? Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing else it could be. Nothing. He also said this wasn't just a blinking light in the sky or something that was a little bit ambiguous. So, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. This was a solid object that appeared out of nowhere, could move in the blink of an eye, and over a 20-second period perform maneuvers that I believe defy any propulsion physics we are acquainted with. Yes, of course. There's that word again, propulsion. Propulsion is the key here. It's the key. It literally is the key to, I, I mean, fuck. Yeah. I mean, Bob Lazar said it. Dr. Stephen Greer said it. We've all said it. Yeah. The propulsion technology. Why hasn't Greer chimed in on Skinwalker Ranch? That is an excellent question. I'm going to write don't him know the a answer. letter. Yeah. Fucking A. I mean, seriously, Jeremy Corbell, he's all over Skinwalker Ranch. I think he's involved in the History Channel series. Yeah. You know, so... If it has to do with paranormal shit, UFOs, Jeremy Corbell is on it. I just... That guy's cool. Cool as fuck. Yeah. We should try to meet him. We should definitely try to meet that guy. That would be super fucking awesome. Yeah. That would... Yeah. I'd just... That'd be it for me. Yeah. I don't don't know what I would be able to ask him. I would lose, like, all sense. You know that video of Paul Rudd where he's, like, sitting at that table... And someone, like, edited it to have, like, that would be me with Jeremy Corbell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so, I love, Paul Rudd is so hilarious. He is. His face is funny. There's, like, a montage of him dancing that I recently watched that I laughed so hard watching. My favorite Paul Rudd movie is Clueless. Oh, yeah. That's funny. I love that movie so much. I don't know what my favorite Paul Rudd movie is. Wet Hot American Summer. Mm. That's a good one. That has so many good people in it, too. Yeah. Amy Poehler. I mean, I fucking love Amy Poehler. So, yeah. Um, Really, I think the Skinwalker Ranch updates, we've gotten an influx of them because of the new season of the show. For sure. Because... There was a lot that I went through that I didn't put in here because most of them were like, new season coming out in a month. New season coming out next week. Yeah. New season. Out now. Yeah. So it wasn't like 
obviously we weren't going to repeat that over and over again. Yeah. But yeah, that the new season premiered May 4th. So um, it's probably got to, I think the second episode is out now. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's, yeah. So maybe even a third episode, I don't know. I don't really get on, on Hulu a lot. I don't either. I'm patiently, not so patiently awaiting for the new season of MasterChef to begin, mm-hmm. and then I'll frequent Hulu a little more, because I need my weekly dose of Gordon Ramsay. Love him. So, yeah, he's the fucking best. And that is a nice segue, not the Gordon Ramsay, but the ending off on the UFO at mm-hmm. Skinwalker Ranch is going to take us into our UFO information. Here we go. So, we constantly get UFO updates. There's always something happening with UFOs. Oh. Every minute of every day. Yes, absolutely. So first of all, we're going to talk about the New York Post. They recently did an article talking about former CIA director James Woolsey. And there's a whole article based on this, like, thing. But so this is a summation of what this article is about. The link to... All of these things is going to be in our description if you want to read these articles and see the full updates. Um, you can click them. So in the New York Post, James Woolsey says that he believes UFOs could exist. And he's come to this conclusion because his friend's plane was, quote, paused at 40,000 feet. Yeah, and keep in mind this is like a CIA director? Yes. This isn't Bob down the street. No, no, this is not Bob down the street. Mm -hmm. This guy was a director in the CIA. Mm -hmm. The plane, I'm guessing by paused at 40,000 feet. It just, it just stopped. Yeah. Like it was literally. Yeah. That is really weird. That is weird. Can you imagine being in that plane? That's not how planes work. That is absolutely not how planes work. (laughs) That's not how gravity works. No. (laughs) Not as we understand it, at least. You're just in the air. Just hanging out. Just stuck. Can you imagine being in that plane? No. I don't like being in planes to begin with. I don't mind planes, but I mean, I think I would be preparing... To meet the end of my life at that point. Yes, absolutely. Or maybe, like, wondering if I had already died and just didn't know. Yeah, and that was it. Like, that was... So death is just you get to stay in the last moment of your life for eternity? Is that what this is now? Is this a joke? (laughs) That's a terrifying (laughs) thought. Oh, dude, that... (laughs) New anxiety unlocked. (laughs) (laughs) That is really horrifying to think about, though. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, you guys. Do you think that's why they say, like, you have to live every moment like it's your last? (laughs) So if you're stuck in that moment for eternity, it's at least worthwhile. Oh, my God. Um, I have cracked the code. God. (laughs) I, that's, I don't know. Uh, We have to move on from that thought. I'm so sorry. I'm going to lose my appetite. That was off the cuff. I have no idea where that came from. Um, so Woolsey has now come to the conclusion based off of this event that UFOs could exist and hopes that humans would be friendly to extraterrestrials if they ever made contact. I mean, I know I would. Uh, I don't know about the rest of these yahoos out here. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make sense to not be friendly. Because our generation would be friendly. Yeah. The olds would be like, once more into the breach, weapons out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I love bringing in Shakespeare when I can. I think that was Henry V. So that's all that I put in from the New York Post. So now we're going to move on to a website called i95rock.com, and they posted an article. They have a series of information updates. So first of all, Connecticut UFO sightings have continued to increase in 2021. So they were on the rise in 2020, Mm -hmm. 
and are still rising in 2021. So Connecticut, what's up? I forgot that was the state. <laughs> uh, I I didn't. I, I whatever. What's happening in Connecticut? Is there something there that we don't know about? Is there something there? You guys, if you're from Connecticut, let us know. Have you seen a UFO lately? What's the word? Also, let us know just how you are in general. Yeah. What's it like to live in Connecticut? I want to know someone from Connecticut. Yeah. No one. I don't know anyone from Connecticut. I mean, I can say that about a lot of states. Um, Yes, true. Also, can I just say, we have zero listeners in Idaho. Idaho? What's up? That's the only state that we don't have listeners in. Are you all okay? What are you doing over there in Idaho, people? Hmm. I, I, I'm I interested in Idaho. I hear you have some awesome mountains there. Potatoes? And I love a potato. Maybe they're too busy with the potatoes to I don't know. get on and listen I mean, to shit? They're an excellent food source. They keep you full. They have a lot of nutrients. Contrary to popular belief, potatoes are good for you. Yeah, I'll take a potato in any form. Same. Wherever we go for lunch, can it have sweet potato fries on the menu? Um, yeah. Okay. I don't particularly do sweet potato fries, but I'm sure they're on most menus. Yeah. We'll find it. So, yeah, Connecticut has an influx of UFO sightings, so we need to hear from you guys. Maybe the aliens are like, yo, is Connecticut okay? Maybe. Like, I forgot y'all were down there. Yeah. Let's go check them out. I mean, I think maybe Connecticut lives in the shadow of Massachusetts a lot. Yeah. Because they're, like, close together. And Massachusetts has Boston and Salem. Salem. Yeah. That's true. Damn. All right. Connecticut, we're here for you. Um. So, now a few of these sightings could have been a military operation of sorts. So, on January 6th in Naugatuck, pronunciation not guaranteed. A resident saw an unusual-looking bright ball of light. However, it was followed by a large helicopter. Well, okay. (laughs) Great. A sighting in William Mantic. What? Willimantic? (laughs) What is that? How do you say that? Willimantic? Willimantic? I think, yeah. Okay, we'll go with Willimantic. A sighting in Willimantic in early February could have also been military based as two triangle shaped crafts were spotted around town hall meanwhile a lens flare is thought to be responsible for an ellington sighting on the morning of january 22nd okay so these are kind of like probably military but probably not but you never know um there's no rational explanation for what's happening in the skies over bristol so far this year There have been no less than five UFO reports filed in the last few months, including a perfect line of lights above the Home Depot on March 16th. (laughs) I love how you put the Home Depot. (laughs) Why do we do those things? I don't know. I saw a TikTok the other day and it's like, why does everyone from the Midwest put the in front of where they're going? Like, I'm going to the Home Depot, and I just, <laughs> God damn it. Um, Yeah, who knows? But, and what someone said looked like an object with brilliant streaks falling from the sky on January 24th. I'm then these adjectives. I, yeah. I brilliant streaks falling from the sky. They're reading fantasy novels. Right? <laughs> And then there was lights traveling in a figure eight pattern on January the 6th. So we've we've got some instances happening in Connecticut that are maybe military. And then we have some that are very clearly not. Mm -hmm. So Connecticut is popping. Here we go. Now we're going to move on. To a homepage for a publication called Texoma. So the task force 
has been gathering evidence for a comprehensive report, of course they are, for Congress, which is due in June, that includes photographs and videos of UFO encounters with U.S. military assets, including Navy destroyers off the Southern California coast. Yes. Part of the report is to educate other military and intelligence officials about the nature of the UFO mystery. So... Yeah, I think, because uh, we talked about in our last UFO episode about a bunch of stuff being declassified. Mm-hmm. So I think this is kind of continuing that, like, releasing more information, compiling information, and all of that. Yeah. So these new images were gathered by the task force and actually obtained by Jeremy Corbell. Ew. Of fucking course. Friend of the pod. Who confirmed their authenticity. I trust him. Uh, yeah. Of absolutely. Of course. Mystery Wire has... What is Mystery Wire? Uh, uh, we'll find out. Mystery Wire, which is like a web, a UFO website thing. It's pretty cool. You guys should look at it. Um, has actually independently confirmed that the visual materials are included in the briefing presentation prepared by the UAP task force. Nice. So there's a lot of collabs happening here. One remarkable video was recorded in July of 2019 by naval officers using a night vision device showing what appear to be pyramid-shaped objects hovering 700 feet above a Navy destroyer. So we had a lot of uh, of like alerts on the pyramid shaped objects, mm-hmm. and seven hundred feet is not very high. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if it were any other like agency, yeah, doing that from any part of the world, that's pretty ballsy. That's pretty ballsy for yeah. sure. The video is actually one of several forms of visual evidence gathered by the UAP task force to document the bizarre encounters reported by the U.S. Navy during the past two years, including photographs of three stationary drones of unknown origin, which was reported earlier this week. So there's some shit. There is a, like, the UFO updates are a lot more than... The other updates we yeah. are giving. Yeah, for like, sure. There's some actual shit happening. Whenever the new report happens in June, we'll probably, like, talk about it again. Oh, absolutely. So, now we're going to go to NBC News. So, they published an article, and we have a couple bullet points from their article According to NBC News, the government has reversed its official position of publicly ignoring UAPs, otherwise known as Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, which is the new trendy name for UFOs. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't either. We've been using UFO for so long. I'm just going to... That's what I want it to be. Yeah. You want to say UAP? No. 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 And it's... You know, with the task force, with the uh, declassification, it seems like the government is starting to actually discuss and tackle this subject openly. However, this is not happening in the world of academia or industry. So if you talk about it in context of the government, they're acknowledging And they have documentation. They have all of these things. So, essentially, government officials have confirmed the existence of UFOs and that they have been investigating them. But if you talk to an academic or, like, a scientist, the topic is still frequently dismissed and kind of treated as folklore still, Mm -hmm. which is really a shame because... Scientists and scholars of science could really assist. Yeah. Because a a large part of the UFO discussion is the technology. Right. So if these scientists could get on board, maybe there could be some new technological advances. Yeah, just stop dancing around it. We all fucking know it's real. Yes. It's not going to scare anyone. It's literally What's weird not going to scare anyone. Is the fact that y'all won't talk about it. Yeah. 
you guys scare us, not the fucking aliens. Yeah. We've already accepted. Yeah. We've accepted their presence. Yeah. I should have worn my my get in loser hoodie today. Oh, yeah. You should have. God damn it. Opportunity missed. Yeah. And NBC News also went on to say that in June, the new task force is actually championed by Senator Marco Rubio, which is odd because Marco Rubio is a Republican. Mm -hmm. And this is typically out of their territory. Yes. So that's interesting. But the task force is required to submit an unclassified report on UFOs to Congress, which what we just talked about. Mm -hmm. And it comes as several officials, including Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid and two former CIA directors have called for more rigorous investigations of these sightings. So a lot of Congress members Mm -hmm. are supporting this increase in investigation, declassifying the records and all of this. So we're heading towards knowing a lot more about UFOs. Yeah. This is excellent news. Yeah, I mean, it just needs to happen so everyone can get the fuck over it. That's right. So, Fox 17, West Michigan. Mm. That's where we're at now. So, the Pentagon has confirmed the authenticity of a newly leaked video and images showing multiple UFO sightings by U.S. Navy personnel as the government prepares to release a highly anticipated first-of-its-kind report on UFOs this summer. According to the Nation UFO Reporting Center, sightings in New York alone have doubled in the last year, and the U.S. government is set to release their report in June, So, which is next month. Yeah, in just like two weeks. Yeah. We'll, we'll be in June. It, none of these have said when in June. Yeah, just I was just June. thinking probably like the very end. Yeah, sure probably. Be then. Yeah. So those are our updates. Yeah. They're fun. Yeah. All of them are... Everyone loves alien shit. Everyone does love alien shit. I mean, come on. And these are like really like serious updates. Too. Yeah. Yeah, so. they are. So that's it. We're probably going to wrap up now. Yeah. Little Artie is down here. Um, I'm petting him and he's licking my wrists. Mm-hmm. He's a licker. Oh, look at his little nose popping up. But um, yeah, we want to make sure even in our little update bonus episode that we tell Haley and Ariel how much we fucking love you. Like, it's ridiculous how much we love you and how amazing you are. Absolutely. Artie's grunting a little. That's what he does. he is. He's, like, slowly licking my wrist. Mm, (laughs) That's, like, what he does. It's funny. Yeah, Ariel. Haley, what's up? We love you. Hell yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, make sure you guys, um, please follow us on Instagram. Please, please, please. And the TikTok. That's, that's right. And uh, our email is open. What if I told you podcast at gmail.com. Gonna need some more suggestions. We are rolling around to the last request that we got, mm-hmm. um, which will be fun. It's always a fun story to listen to. It really and is. And we may even have a little, little, little bonus in that episode itself. Artie's really getting into it down here. Artie, I mean, come on, buddy. He's no, he's cute. He's fine. You want to give me your paw? He likes to hug with his paws. I love I, it. That's like a border collie thing. I just got all your hair off my pants, but I'll do it again just because you're cute. But yeah, so we just wanted to update you guys on these things, and we've been busy this mm. week, mm-hmm. so it is what it is. Yeah, it's not like we're fired or anything. No, we're our own boss. And if we would have done these updates in other episodes, those episodes would have been long as fuck. And it would have taken away from whatever story we were talking about. Yeah. So it just, and we talked about this in an episode ago or a couple episodes ago, that yeah. we were going to devote a whole episode to the updates because it just makes sense. There's, right. There were so many of them and it just makes sense to give it its own time. Exactly. So we're at the end now, and uh, we really just want you guys to be kind to each other. And stay weird. Okay, goodbye.